Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, let's do it. Week 13 already of the college football season is here. We're going to hit the books college football style alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. I will be talking about his lines here in a second. But as we always do on this show, here's what's coming up. We'll recap what we just saw week 12 of college football. And, of course, we'll preview the biggest matchups of the upcoming season. The biggest one in college football to date is coming up on Saturday, Michigan and Ohio State. Notre Dame-USC is a big game, obviously, for playoff hopes for USC. A bunch of other rivalry games, and it should be an outstanding weekend of football coming up here. But before we talk the upcoming weekend of football, I got to tell you, there's a big upcoming Thursday game now between a red-hot team in your neck of the woods, Mr. Kanish. Another winning cover for your Lions. Battle of Super Bowl contenders this Thursday in Detroit, baby. Uh, Listen, we're one game away that we blew late in Minnesota, away from being actually alive in this division. Uh, I still think we're we're probably a little too far away, uh, and it would have to go on a real hot run here. But hey, I'll take the win. I'll take the covers. Uh, and we got the Rams pick who are in total free fall mode, so we can get a quarterback anyway. So yeah, nice to see us go. Uh, wish we would have got that Minnesota game early in the year, so could have a real second half sweat here. Did you bet over the win total like everybody else did? I, oh, did I bet? I, oh, what do you think? Did I bet over the wind? I, I watched five minutes of hard knocks, and I, I got in the car and drove down and put some more on the wind total. So, yes, I have uh, some of the square play on the wind total, which I thought was, was you know, dead, dead on the vine there for a little bit, but a couple of wins here. Uh, and this division is terrible. I mean, I don't regret my, you know, the, the preseason division bet. The Vikings are, have gotten so fortunate to be where they are. Uh, and as you said, it's not a great, it's not a great team. There's no good team in this division. So, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't get a couple of those early games and really be in it. But hey, we'll take a couple of results here and uh, bring out Buffalo, baby. There you go. And obviously, Minnesota fortunate in quite a few games as well. Uh, maybe their luck finally dried up uh, on Sunday. As they got <laughs> yeah, tonight. in a big way. All and in one exposed. game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, best bets. Unfortunately, another over, 0 for 0-2. Uh, I, I would like to say, hey, just absolute terrible pick. Some of it's just bad variants. Bo Nix injury hurts us in the total of the Oregon-Utah uh, game. And they still, both teams move the football. Turnovers cost both teams to be honest with you in that one. And then, you know, UCLA, you know, shame on Chip Kelly for trying to ice a kicker early. That was three points there. But uh, I would say USC was probably the right side, even though they were plus three in turnovers, but still had a shot there at the end. And, you know, DTR picked a fine time to play. I know he's banged up, but he's still, even before being banged up, I didn't think he played that well. So UCLA loses by a half point as far as the cover there. Uh, Any quick thoughts on those two games? You know, I, I thought Cam Rising wasn't just didn't play. I, you know what? And, and you've seen 
team like Utah who who cannot recruit the way year over year. You know, they had a kind of a dream run last year. Um, and, and you just saw it come back to, like, they don't have guys on the outside. I mean, you saw Kincaid, they're trying to got 15 targets. They have nobody that can, and it's an Oregon pass defense that struggled week in, week out in this conference. And they had nobody on the out. They don't have the speed to test them. Uh, and Rising wasn't very good, but... They, you know what, you know, even though Knicks played, I think the number got back up there. Uh, I, again, we got a little bit of bad beer, but I don't think that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it was, you know, like a lock over or anything. If they, they like Utah didn't move the ball well enough. Just it's simply, uh, you know, they don't have the playmakers on there to to expose the Oregon's weakness. So yeah, so it was uh, it was an underwhelming effort uh, from Utah's offense, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, what Utah is is pretty much a 9-3 and program. I mean, even last year's team, keep in mind, lost four games. So, I mean, counting the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, even that dream season, I mean, they still lost to the likes of BYU and San Diego State. So, uh, they are what they are. Recruiting does matter, folks, especially when you get a more competitive and the Washingtons, the Oregon States are better. USC's improved. Obviously, Oregon's better than what they were. So, I mean, it's tough to run the table with that kind of talent. So, uh, you're right. And I think Cam Rising is a little bit banged up, too. I don't think he's 100% healthy. Uh, let's talk a few other games, uh, teams that impressed us, teams that didn't. Uh, you could, I could have went either way on this one as far as who impressed and who didn't. I'll be positive. I'm going to go with South Carolina, most impressive team, a team that I did not expect. I mean, the market didn't think they'd be close at all. I thought the number was a little high. I'm Shame on me for not betting it, but – you know, there were some worries that Tennessee would try to run it up like they did the week before. We had to worry about South Carolina running up on Tennessee as the Gamecocks cover a point spread by almost six touchdowns. So uh, Spencer Rattler played like the five-star, uh, best game of his career, even going back to Oklahoma. I love the aggressive play calling for South Carolina. Defensively, Tennessee was completely lost the whole game. And then obviously at the end, I mean, they're already heading towards a loss, a straight-up loss. When Hennon Hooker gets hurt, he's out for the season. We will get to that at the end of the show as far as how much we think he's worth. But uh, South Carolina, big thumbs up, especially one week after they get pummeled by Florida and people are questioning whether Beamer's going to make it or not. Well, I mean, he gets a signature win. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I thought Tennessee would, would would stroll through the rest, especially with the way South Carolina had looked of late. Um, yep. uh, you know, I, I didn't think there'd be there'd be any scenario here where where Tennessee would be taking a straight up loss there. Uh, and what these, I mean, Rattler, like as you said, I, I mean, he's a guy I've been down on for for really his whole career. He just, I mean, he threw a ton of beautiful deep balls. They challenged Tennessee in the right way, you know, downfield. Um, and got enough stuff. I mean, that that's that's kind of the the formula there. If you can, I I especially, I didn't think that if they were going to beat him, they would beat him in that fashion of basically out Tennesseeing Tennessee there, yeah. dropping a sixty spot. Um, a, a week after they, they had six points for his floor, like that. I had one of the the just the most unexpected the way it played out and everything. Well, wild results of the season. Uh, one that I never saw coming. Uh, even if, even if South Carolina they would be competitive, I didn't think they would win and win outright by thirty. Um, yeah, just Tennessee there. Uh, defense just completely broke down uh, for a lot of that game. And yeah, they're out. And now, I mean, playoff picture. Uh, you know, depending on what happens, get a little crazy. If USC loses, TCU loses. Uh, yeah, they, you know, one of those spots can be wide wide open. Um, yeah, so I, I the, the picture got a little murkier, and everybody—I mean, almost every contender this weekend was challenged. No question about that, uh, and we're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, 
and we'll break down at the end as far as playoff and Heisman. I think Heisman's pretty clear with, between two guys right now at this point. Whoever performs better down the stretch, Stroud or, or uh, Williams is going to win the Heisman as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's stay in the SEC. Another team that impressed, second week in a row. Kudos to Vanderbilt. Uh, they outright upset Florida, legitimate. Uh, Florida was playing from behind. If you look at the box score, you might say, ah, Florida maybe should have won. Nah, watching the game. I mean, Vanderbilt was in game control almost the whole game, and, you know, Florida got a lot of yardage late. So uh, Clark Lee's doing a great job there. They get the five wins. They're playing for bowl eligibility. He mentioned that even in the post game. That was prior to Tennessee going down. Uh, market loves Vanderbilt uh, already, not only the Hendon Hooker injury, but my goodness, we'll talk more about that spread. Uh, it's almost shockingly low to be honest with you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Vanderbilt, uh, five wins. I didn't, I, there was win bet that opened their season win total at one and a half. I remember this. Yes. Did you get that? Cause I didn't, I didn't do it quick enough. <laughs> I did not either. Uh, cause I, I remember I actually had to, I had to play some, uh, some two, two and a half, uh, later in this, I wasn't able to get the, uh, the win bet special there, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know two. I mean, this you there's a shot here. I can't. That's a shot. I agree with you. Like when I saw that open fourteen at Circa, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. But there's if you if Milton doesn't play well and Tennessee kind of walks in there, like everything that was put in front of them now is is out the door and kind of you get a who knows who knows you could get a Vandy here uh, running the table to the to end the SEC. Um, they yeah, and I agree with you. You know there was some. I was waiting. That took some money last week, and I was kind of waiting on 14, 14 and a half on Vandy. Uh, grab some of that because I thought I, I more was more of a Florida fade. Um, I didn't think they'd actually win outright, but um, right. yeah, they, they. I mean, what can you say? Like Mike, I, you know what? I was always on the Mike Wright bandwagon. I agree that he didn't right. play well. I, I'm surprised that like an athlete like that that they felt like they could uh, you know switch quarterbacks or something so he's been more accurate in the past he obviously gives them a you know a weapon in the run game so Clark Lee Barton Simmons uh, the GM or whatever they're doing over there yeah I, I mean like obviously it's, uh, it's it's on the come up there for Vandy so that was a nice win and who who knows baby rivalry game uh, we'll see this weekend if they can they can uh, you know put a, put Tennessee to the fire as always, don't forget to hammer that like and subscribe button. Thanks, Crest Man. Thanks, boss. I'll slip you the 20. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was in the weeds of Barton Simmons reference. I gotta tell you, uh, since he left, two, they missed him at 247 since he left. I, I don't necessarily always agree with their player evaluations now that he left, but they're doing a great job there. Back to back outright upsets. We might as well just get into it quickly since we just mentioned the, the, the two games. I mean, I came in the Sunday morning thinking Vanderbilt going to be my top play. I can't wait to bet Vanderbilt. Tennessee's going to be flat as a pancake. Hooker's out. Vanderbilt's going for bowl eligibility. You know what number I thought I was going to get? 21. <laughs> I thought I was going to get 21. I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean as downgrade Tennessee. I mean, keep in mind, just a couple weeks ago, South Carolina was laying six and a half at Vanderbilt. Last week, Tennessee was laying 22 and a half at South Carolina. So I'm thinking, well, I mean, South Carolina's better. I mean, if Hooker's healthy and everything's good, what's Tennessee laying at Vanderbilt? 28? All right, Hooker's out, touchdown. No. <laughs> I ended up betting Tennessee. I was like, 14? Jesus. I just lay 14. I mean, we'll see. The market kind of disagrees with me. So I, Yeah, there's, obviously, you know, it got up there, 16 and a half, 17. Then the, the Hooker news. But I thought that, you know, that was kind of one of those, like, the Hooker news broke, but it was one of the few, like, kind of watched the game and saw the, Right, right. Like, it, it was obvious that, like, he, he was not going to play this weekend. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I can't get. I think it's one I'll just end up passing on now that it's gotten back down. I, I know that. Listen, I, I love the, the the story and the vein and the um, but. I, I can't get to, I mean, they just gave up 450 yards to floor. And I get Joe Milton, downgrade. But as a guy, I, I think he, you know, as a guy who I, I was thoroughly unimpressed with at Michigan, he fits this system better and what he can do yeah. in Tennessee. So if you're getting any type of, you know, uh, you know Tennessee team that, that wants to show up this weekend, uh, the number's real short. But, yeah, it's it's got to be a, uh, it's a no play for me where it's at now. Yeah, he's very hit or miss. He, I mean, he could look just as impressive as Hendon Hooker or go out and throw four or five picks, and you're going to lose. I mean, they could lose by – I mean, it's a very high-variance game. Uh, yeah, for I'll put sure. It that way. I could easily see Vanderbilt winning. All right, I could see Tennessee winning by four touchdowns, no problem. So, I just got to play numbers, and, I mean, one of 50 bets. Who cares? I mean, I just, you know, bet Tennessee, not like it's best bet material. Uh, in the chat, uh, could Corum get the Heisman with a 300-yard, th- three-touchdown type of game? Yeah, sure, but – is he going to play? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. If he plays, is he going to be 100%? We'll get so, to that game and break that down here in a second. Ohio State yeah. Michigan. Uh, yeah, that, that's I, – I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. So, uh, let's break down a few other teams that impressed. Uh, Navy, market loves Navy the last three, four weeks. Not just the outright upset against UCF last weekend. Loved them against – I mean, hell, they almost beat Notre Dame. They played very competitive against Cincinnati. Uh, they're playing with a backup quarterback. I think I know you're a big fan of triple option football. <laughs> Army Navy is going to be interesting. It looked like yeah. Army will go for bowl eligibility, and Navy's playing their best ball. So, I mean, that game at least gets a little bit more interesting, but uh, probably not. I jumped commit. off the Navy train too early. I, you know, was riding a few weeks there, took it, and then the UCF. I was like, you know what? I, I mean, you're talking about such a, an athlete discrepancy there. Uh, I can't believe they lost. Also, huge impact. Uh, if you look, the American has this stupid ass system for how they like uh, determine who's good. So the winner of Tulane Cincy this weekend now gets into the title game and hosts it. Where yeah. it was uh, you know, UCF, all they had to do was win that, and they were getting in. Now Tulane Cincy winner is in and hosts it, and then the number two team is like the highest ranked that's left between the bottom seeds. It'll probably be UCF if they beat I, South Florida. Yeah, so I, I agree. I agree. Because who it knows? Was, it's got uh, Gus Malls on special, and I'm here to tell you, USF looked impressive. They, they had a freshman quarterback come in, and he looked lights out. So that's not a gimme, a rivalry game. It should be a 20-point favorite, and I see Mr. Muscles was on uh, UCF earlier today, popped that up. I'm actually leaning towards South Florida, to be honest with you. So um, I thought they were very creative play calling uh, the, on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, that is very interesting to see that. I mean, it's also interesting. We'll get into that game. Uh, it looks like since he might be without their quarterback. So that, uh, we'll see how the market ends up pricing that one out. A couple more teams I want to get to, and then I'll see if you got any others. Obviously, you mentioned at the top, a lot of the big-name teams struggled. So, therefore, I mean, I, I you had to like what you see from a lot of teams a game a game. Illinois came ready to play, obviously. Helped that the running back was healthy. Maryland played a very good game, and then Baylor probably should have beaten TCU. So um, just thumbs up for all those three teams. I'm not going to do a thumbs down on the teams that are going for it. You know, we you, you kind of have one of those weekends every year in college football where the teams at the top kind of struggle. Just so having it was uh, last weekend. So I guess kudos for them uh, for all three of those teams actually finding a way to win. But uh, was there any other teams that caught your eye? No, I agree. I mean, Illinois, post-game win expecting and all that, they, they probably should have won that game. Uh, they helped Michigan, Michigan, uh, and the corn injury was, was big there in helping out. But, I mean, in the second half, 
Michigan couldn't throw, you know, they couldn't, once Gorham went out, uh, they didn't have Edwards, they couldn't run the football, a couple of calls that I know Mr. Bielema wasn't too happy with in that one, Uh, a little Big Ten special uh, to get 11-0, 11-0 going up, but yeah, I, I, you know, I chalk a lot of that up to you, you you're talking the Georgia game, the Michigan game, the Ohio State game, where teams are kind of going in, they're trying to play as vanilla as possible and just get out of there with a win and get to get to the big games, um, and that, obviously, I, I think that played a significant factor in a number of those, so, um, yeah, well, but, uh, hey, now we, now we got the, the stake on tap this weekend, I agree with you that, you know, it was nice to see, uh, even, like, you know, Maryland, uh, who, I know I had just questioned Mike Lockley's job security about a week ago on this show, uh, you know, show up and, and give them a game, because that, that was a performance that, they needed because they had been trending oh, down. Even in the loss, it's uh, at least they showed a pulse here. End of the season. Need to get a win this week against Rutgers. We'll see what you know how banged up Tungavailoa is. Doesn't look like he's going to be out. I'll put it that way. At least early in the week, as as we record this on Monday. Uh, one other, I you know I got to mention my alma mater, Bowling Green. All right, upset Toledo. Bowl eligible, first time in seven years. That was last Tuesday. Uh, we t- tape every Monday, so I wanted to throw that in there. They're going for Tuesday night. They're going night. for the conference title this weekend, baby. Bowling now know, is Curtis Rourke playing? I don't think so. I mean, I don't was, know. It didn't no, look I great. I mean, they, he was taped up. I mean, big. He was in street clothes. He had like a knee brace and everything on. I don't know. From what I saw, you know, personally, visually, I didn't think he. I thought he'd be out. So I took a little BG plus seven and a half. So we'll we'll see. Uh, that would be exciting. Falcon. <laughs> then they'd have to play Toledo again. Then. <laughs> well, you know, at least, hey, yeah, 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 you got to get there for to have a chance. So, uh, do yeah. you know the scenario where Buffalo yeah. is still alive, but they might have to like if Play Bowling Green wins and Buffalo yeah. beats Kent, then the Buffalo Akron game needs to be rescheduled. But it's Saturday, and then the MAC championships the following Saturday. I, like, what, what are they? They're gonna play like a you know a doubleheader after like play. Well, I don't know how they're gonna get that game in. I wouldn't want to have to be making these decisions here if I'm the no, MAC. No, but no, no. Uh, might have to play like I a Wednesday, it, Saturday. Does it have to be played? I thought there was like some tiebreaker that they're gonna go to that it won't matter. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at the MAC bylaws that I, far down in a minute. I will say I did bet Buffalo. I like Buffalo quite a bit because I'm not sure if Schley plays for Kent State. And I got to tell you, the backup was oh, boy. yeah, for Kent State. Six straight punts. I mean, they go from basically going to win that game to they lose somehow to Eastern Michigan. I get totally effed because, I, you know, Eastern Michigan season win total now is I got beat on that. I can't believe they went over their win total, but it is what it is. I beat Arizona State by, three, you know, three touchdown underdog. Unbelievable. <laughs> Whatever we're in that we're in that week where season went doors you got to sweat them out and yeah yeah I you always do worse than expected I put it that way uh, in law paper it looks like oh how much money am I going to win this week and then I mean you get these three touchdown outright upsets uh, let's go negative uh, teams that didn't impress oh uh, yeah I already saw here. who's on this sheet baby give it North, to me yeah North Carolina I mean number one you play with fire enough. Keep in mind, they came into last week 6-0 and in games decided by a touchdown or less. And, you know, Drake May, for the first time this year, didn't have his best stuff. But even if that's the case, totally inexcusable to lose outright as a three-touchdown favorite to a team playing with a third-string quarterback. That, you want to speak of season win totals, I can't believe – I mean, a lot of people that I like bet Georgia Tech under four and a half that I respect – 
I feel bad for them. How in the hell does Georgia Tech win five games this year? They fire their coach and they go over their season win total. Unbelievable. Uh, but more of the negative, North Carolina, Drake May loses the high, any chance that he had the Heisman. North Carolina, you know, any small chance that they had of going to the playoffs, completely out the window. I just think finally the team gets exposed like what we saw, you know, in the NFL with the Giants and the Vikings on Sunday. North Carolina fit that bill on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, just a brute. Again, everything that North Carolina had in front of. Now, I would, the flip side of that question, they were, this is, that was not a 9, you know, 10, 11 win team. It's a team that probably should have, you know, finished the year 7 and 5. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of good things go their way. And now, if if you would have told me that, like, Jeff Sims played and Georgia Tech had to get, but, like, the Zach Gibson, third string, was, oh. like, one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen this year. I laid some minus 20 this game, and it was going to script early on. I'm like, oh, it's going to be an absolute blowout, and then come back and lose. That is a rough loss, and as you said, uh, May, out, UNC, out, um... No shot for them to, to get anything done there. I've actually laid some uh, some early claim. There's some early look ahead stuff in the title game. I think Clemson under a touchdown. If you can find that, is good. Um, I think it's uh, people are onto it because I looked at it. It was uh, it was six. Now yeah. it's seven and a half. Yeah, and I uh, I think it's... Uh, That's probably it, you it, that did that. It was definitely on the move, because yeah. uh, after that one, that uh, it, it's hard for me to believe that that line's going to be less than a touchdown cone. Especially with Clemson uh, at least showing somewhat of uh, you know an offensive pulse there. Um, and, and, and again, the UNC, they've just been due. They've been due for one of these performances. It's not that great a team. Um, and, uh, you know, it came back. I'm surprised it happened in that game, but hey, it came back to them. Yeah, I mean, I thought they'd lose the Wake Forest the week mm. prior, came back there. I mean, I could see him. You know, NC State's you got, you know, issues at quarterback. You could see him maybe losing a rivalry game. Did not see him losing as a three-touchdown favorite. No. I, I can say that. Uh, let's give Tripp uh, in, in the chat some credit. Uh, which Carolina team was worse? East Carolina. I, I forgot about that one. What the, That was one of the biggest head-scratching finals. That's another one. talk about a bad bet. I laid a little bit with East Carolina because I hate Dana Holgerson so much. And, you know, East Carolina's been actually a play-on team in the market for several weeks. They just totally no-show. That's a Holton Ayler special there. Yeah, that was the, that's the Holton Ayler's I know, not the one that, you know, <laughs> cashing tickets for Cincy playing competitive football. That was the Holton Ayler's that I, I'm usually used to bet. I don't know. I didn't have a piece of that, but it definitely, you know, it took some steam in the market. As you said, they've been getting uh, – you know, respect every single week, um, and just an absolute no-show burial uh, against a Houston team that I talk about a high. Very, I, I don't know Holgerson. Like again, as you said, we've, we're not fans of him, um, but you know, he, they are such a high variance team with him under under like under staff. So, um, and technically, I guess still alive for the the, the, the American title game if, uh, if enough teams lose. So. Yeah, that was a wild one to me. Uh, yeah, a rough weekend in the Carolinas, unless you're uh, in Columbia. Agree. I mean, because NC State goes down as well. Uh, Crestman in the chat. Baylor and Oakey State were the stinkers. Baylor, they covered, man. What'd you bet? Moneyline? I mean, the Baylor, that was a cover. Uh, Should have gotten home on that one. Uh, DraftKings trip uh, says Clemson's still 7, minus 120. Yeah, I, I, it's going to close north of 7. Yeah. I say that and watch – Freaking South Carolina will beat Clemson and downgraded. <laughs> and North Carolina will beat NC State by three, four touchdowns. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll regret that. But I, I do think it closes north of seven. Agreed. So uh, let's talk another teams. Uh, Michigan State. Oh, here good. we go. Man. You want to talk this, about this total collapse. Bowl eligibility is on the line. They're not winning this week against Penn no. State. No. All right, they're not. So basically, you just got to win, get the bowl eligibility. 
you know, look, it's a disappointing season, but for what had gone down in the tunnel, uh, you're, I was about ready to go thumbs up. Hey, he, rect- he rectified the ship a little bit. They were going to win three straight games to get the ball eligibility. I thought it had been an accomplishment considering what that program was at, you know, the day or two after the Michigan game. And they're up 17. They're cruising towards the victory. They're on their home field. Uh, they blow the lead. They give up a kick return touchdown. Still got a chance. Chip, chip. I mean, you and I could have went out there. I don't care how cold it was. Uh, and made that made that field goal attempt. I'm telling you, uh, they lose a chip on a chip chop field goal, goes to overtime, uh, and they lose to Indiana as a double digit favorite. Unbelievable. That is, yeah, a 22 yarder to win it, a 26 yarder in OT that would have won it. Missed them both. Uh, I think the lesson here uh, is if you're ever an AD. Yeah, don't give a coach a fully guaranteed ten year contract because uh, it can, it can, yeah, it can come back to bite you. And I don't think I get. We we've talked about this. I don't think Mel Tiger. He kind of righted the ship a little bit. I think the program's in a in a fine direction. But uh, you know, when you when, when you pay for uh, Wagyu and then you end up with uh, you know uh, a cheap New York strip, then you're wondering what what happened. Here? We're paying for this guy to win 10, 11 games every week, and he's not even going bowling. This Indiana team, if you look at the games they. They, this team oh should have won literally like one game this year, Agreed. and it was versus Idaho, and they've pulled out of their ass. Like they beat Illinois in the flukiest fashion. They beat Western Kentucky. They should have lost yep. that game. They beat, uh, and then again this week, Michigan State. Uh, Tom Allen, people are like, should Tom Allen be fun? Tom Allen getting these bums to four wins is like the, the, one of the greatest like uh, coaching duos in the league. Like this team is horrific, and they've somehow been able to slap together uh, four wins, uh, three of them, in ridiculous fashion. So, yeah, that is a that is a rough loss for old Sparty there. Um, and again, yeah, I don't think I agree with you. The, the Penn State number, I think that one's taken about, uh, you know, a touchdown worth of steam here going up to, you know, north of 18 now. <laughs> yeah, deservedly so. I mean, it opened a little light. I didn't get to it. Some people beat to me. I, I do not get to all numbers. A lot of people are betting those on uh, um, on Sunday, including you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Speaking of season win totals, I sweat a freaking Indiana season win total. Under four and a half. I mean, a rivalry game, anything can happen. It's ridiculous. Yep, Jake, so, uh, you know, I'm right there with you. Unbelievable. You're exactly right. Should be a one-win team. Got to sweat that. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they'll beat Purdue. I, I just don't. Uh, I, I, Purdue's taking steam, and I think rightfully so in that one. Purdue's still got a shot. Uh, but then again, it depends. What if Iowa wins, Iowa goes? Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, that – for, like I, for, I, I had, I thought uh, this is a, a Joey uh, Big Ten West Miss Kelly. I thought Purdue if they went to Iowa wins last week, and now they're sitting in. I, I can't believe this Iowa team could go to the it. Big Ten championship uh, and you know be sitting there as a. I know they played a little bit better here down the stretch, but uh, woof. Uh, Big Ten West, uh, if that's your representative. Not like Purdue's a great team, but, um, uh, you know, at least they can, you know, throw a forward pass. So uh, I, I bet three, four teams in the Big Ten West uh, to win the division, and Iowa wasn't one of them. I'll just put it that way. I did no, that for me. Illinois should be. I mean, they are significant. I'm not just saying this because of the last, like, I think they're head and shoulders the best team in that division, and they just lost. They just lost the wrong games at the wrong time. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that uh, again, Bielema, I, I, I We'll give them the credit for the season they've had. They should be in this championship game, though. They Iowa should. getting there is brutal. Michigan State and yeah, know, the Purdue game. They got banged up a little bit, but when they play their A game, uh, I agree. They're the best team in the division. Uh, let's go to another team. It's local, at least for me. 
uh, a coach that probably should be on the hot seat now this week must win uh, after what happened to them uh, on the islands last uh, late last Saturday night, UNLV. But I mean, look, I've only been to one bowl game in the last 20 years. You've got two very winnable games to close the season. You've lost five consecutive games, although you've been an underdog in all five. So it's kind of reasonably uh, what's gone on, but your double digit favorites, big line. I kind of mentioned the first time they've been laying, you know, that that point spread on the road in 20 years, they can't handle it. Hawaii from start to finish is the right side. UNLV, Marcus Arroyo, they go down. No bowl for them. Uh, got, got to win this week against Nevada. Otherwise, I, I'd get rid of them, to be honest with you. By three years, you can't make progress, you're out. No, yeah, I would. I actually, I had some, you know, UNLV good numbers under 10 there, closes up around 11. You know, I, it, I expected them healthy to kind of be back here, be able to take care of, uh, you know, a bad Hawaii team. And as you said, Timmy, Timmy Chang here, a little like, guy has Hawaii play. Not that they're, they're but hey, they've got Hawaii playing some ball here end of the season. So, uh, yeah, that, it's that I agree. the last seven games since the bye. They no are doubt. Competitive. And it's a, you know, like early in the season, I, I bet some UNLV, like 100 to 1 Mountain West, 50 to 1. You know, I thought this is a team, like, they looked like a team that could compete in the conference, had some injuries. Uh, but even now that they've gotten back healthy, haven't, haven't really gotten it, been able to get it going. So. Yeah, it might be. I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's you enough. Do you give them one more year because uh, you know? But yeah, I agree with you. It's it's about uh, it's about done there. There's no reason why they they don't have. Uh, I'm not saying they should be Boise State because uh, they just don't care enough about football here. But I live here. The facilities that they play in, the football facilities now at the Fertitta Complex. Uh, the local recruiting, you got one of the best high schools just in the entire country right down the road. You can't take some of the guys that don't, you know, aren't four and five stars, but they're legitimate three-star kids. They're, I mean, California is not that far away. Arizona is not that far away. I mean, there's no excuse why UNLV does not have a consistent bowl-eligible team every year. Just ridiculous. Uh, that's terrible. Uh, any other teams? Uh, oh, you know what? One more I want to mention. Uh, something to keep an eye on for the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving uh, at least at the start of the game, Ole Miss didn't look like they're ready to play. And I'm not sure if Lane Kiffin's got one foot out the door. Maybe you got some inside info there. I haven't liked all year what he said in the press uh, about the fans not attending. NIL he complained about. Talked about, you know, he didn't come to Ole Miss to cover point spreads against Alabama. He wanted to win games. Uh, I don't know. Is there, there a lot, There's a lot of smoke out there. Are you believing it with the Lane Kiffin one foot out the door? If that's the case, you got to take – Mississippi State and Mississippi State's the team taking money in the market right now. Yeah, I mean, now granted, uh, you know, Mike Leach and uh, the history, I know this is a new rival, but I mean, was just uh, absolutely miserable in, you know, the, when he was at Wazoo against Washington. Uh, I know it's not a direct comp there, but it, yeah, it's two point. programs that, like, yeah, I wish they were playing other teams this weekend so we could fade them instead of playing each other. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I know there's been some Mississippi State money. Again, it's one who I think Kiffin would he would he take uh, you know an upgrade job? I think he does. I think you're pretty much capped out at what you can do at Old Miss there uh, with what he's been able to do. Um, and so does someone come calling and give and whether it be Texas A and M if they're going to cut the check to get Jimbo out of there, or Auburn, uh, you know, I think somebody <laughs> will come uh, looking for him with with a number that that gets him to a school that you can probably actually compete. I think he's he's gotten Old Miss to about the the level that you, that you can reasonably expect to be at. So I would guess he's on the move. But as far as the game goes, though, uh, 
I think it's it's a pass for me. I, I can't get. I'm not a. I, I just I can't get behind the Leeds train. It's not a guy I've been wanting to wager on for the second half of the season whatsoever. Um, and I don't think I'm going to do it here. Yeah, too busy recovering. You'd be taking your nap after the big uh, turkey. I know. Uh, I was going to say. I don't. I don't need that kind of stress right after way. you know fill, filling up on some leftovers, some egg bowl here. Yeah, I hear. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too involved there. I see the under took a, a lot of money t- today as well. Uh, one other game I want to mention from last week before we start previewing the big games. I don't know if a lot of people saw this, but you want to talk about bad beat? If you bet the under in the Cal Stanford game. Total is 46. We're talking Stanford's down 10 points in the final play of the game. David Shaw decides to kick a 61-yard field goal. They make it. The, the game goes over the total. Stanford <laughs> loses 27 to 20. Game goes over. Did you see that? I saw, and you know, it's funny because like there was no shot for them to act like you're if you're doing it, if there's like 30 seconds left to like make say you can do the onside yeah, to goalie change yeah they just they kicked out at the buzzer like there was no no reason to even do you got no shot to win the game so hey i, I don't know shaw maybe trying to hang on there for the booster uh whatever stanford you know tech boosters are out there that uh might add a little you know teased it up or something took the over to, uh I, I don't know what he's doing um I do- is he safe how much of an appetite really is there at Stanford, you know, to, to I, they're, they're just like in, especially in the new modern college transfer portal, like, uh, and I've heard, you know, uh, but, but Elliot friend of the show talk about, you can't get people from the portal in the Stanford whatsoever. Yeah. And it's a hard people to even get recruited. So you're, you're, you're coaching there with one hand tied behind your back in the new college football. So I don't know. I think he, I think he stays, I, I just don't know how much of an appetite there is at Stanford to, to be, you know, an elite football program. Totally agree. Uh, he at least gets another year. I mean, no matter how bad it is, I just—I don't know how you do compete there. But with the, it's so hard to get you know for your classes to transfer over. Yeah, uh, and you know, recruiting is already tough to begin with. And you know, uh, <laughs> it's not California is not big football. Let's just put it that way. Uh, yep, they, they don't care that much. I, the other sports are great there, but uh, yeah. And, and keep in mind, Stanford for that ten-year period, early Shaw throughout hardball that was the outlier not the normal for the program what we're seeing now is typically what stanford football was for a majority of their time i know they've had some highs but but not really so uh let's break down a a big game in columbus at least some early thoughts uh you got michigan at ohio state 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0 number two versus number three uh, biggest rivalry in college football. I know people are going to say Iron Bowl. I, it's Michigan-Ohio State for me. I grew up in Ohio. Uh, I, I'm glad to see it. I mean, with hardball there, uh, up in the ante, Michigan finally winning last year. I got to tell you, though, early gut instinct is I think the number short on, on Ohio State. So I know there's a lot of question marks. I'll give you a few. Uh, can Ohio State answer the challenge at the line of scrimmage because they got manhandled last year? That'll be one question. Yeah, the other question on Michigan side, not only Blake Corum and his health status, but can J.J. McCarthy attack Ohio State and threaten them vertically down the field? I haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, he's going to have to uh, to keep, you know, Ohio State and prevent them from loading up the box. What say you? I mean, I, I'm i leaning towards Ohio State here. You know, I, and again, it's a game that, you know, I've been bullish on Michigan's chances all year. I will tell you, though, like, 
they the the Michigan injuries go go beyond Blake Corum. They were down two starting offensive linemen, their two starting tight ends, uh, their two starting running backs at that point. Started. I mean, yeah, Edwards, their best playing. pass rusher. I mean, it, it is it's a team that now granted all of those guys uh, at least you know any of them except Eric All their their original starting tight end have a shot to play uh, this weekend. I think Corum will play. How effective he'll be, uh, you know, you don't know. And again, this is one that, you know, you're looking at, uh, if, if there's anything that, that could go in Michigan's favor, Saturday in Columbus could be a little rainy, could be a little windy. Um, so we'll see there. I mean, obviously, if you're Michigan, you want it to be as, uh, you know, as the weather to be as ugly as possible. But again, um, I'm, I'm, I lean into play Ohio State over to be one that, I, you know, if it could get seven, six and a half, I don't know if it'll go through there. I know a lot of books are hanging Early that money's out Michigan. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's been some, you know, people are teasing out there, the, I think Circa as well. They're, they're kind of positioning themselves to take as much Ohio State money as they want at some of the sharper places. I'm, I, I again, it would it was a game that I was a lot more bullish uh, for, for most of the season, but the injuries of, it'd be one that, and again, you're not going to get, that's why, you know, this isn't like the NFL where you're going to get a clean Michigan injury report on Thursday. Yeah. You're probably not going to know how healthy Michigan is until 30 minutes before kickoff to see who's warming up, so... And, and I need to, uh, like, you know, Corum, Edwards, Schoonmaker, uh, their, their starting offensive guard, Keegan, who's an NFL player, like, Why they need all those that? guys. So, uh, and, and we're not going to know until probably 30 or 60 minutes before kickoff how many of them are going to go and then how effective they can be. So, yeah, it would be, uh, it, it's just going to, you know what, it's going to be a wait and see for me. Well, I'll see how the market does, uh, and it'd probably be one if I'm playing it, uh, Playing some Ohio State, uh, you know, I'd be looking to, to see how Michigan is before kickoff. I liked the under there. The, the number one, number one. I, I, regardless, I think the and it's just taking some money. I, and I played some early number. I like I like the under regardless. I think Michigan is going to. Go, they can't. They have no vertical passing explosiveness. Their system that they're going to run against Ohio State, they installed last year, wants to stop Ohio State from doing that. I think both teams are going to run the ball, uh, and I know Michigan's going to is going to you know this is going to be like a triple option pace for them. Um, so I, I like the under. Uh, I'd still play what's the best number out there on this one. Um, fifty-seven and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. If you have fifty-seven and a half, if penny juice on that, I still like fifty-seven and a half. I play that. Stephen Robinson agrees with you, uh, and, and obviously always got weather concerns, and been a lot of weather concerns in the Midwest the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been watching, so and you, I don't disagree, uh, but but I I do agree with the kind of wait and see. Although I've I've already bet Ohio State, so I, I I'm I'm actually comfortable with the Ohio State position uh, already. Another big one. Let's go on the other side uh, of the country, out west. Uh, the, the one of the later games that, on Saturday evening. Good rivalry here. Notre Dame, USC, USC five and a half. Total 62 and a half. Highest total Notre Dame in a Notre Dame game so far this season. Kind of says that it's going to play more of a at a USC pace. This is one, I mean, I'll say this. If Notre Dame had an average quarterback, I, I would have a big bet on Notre Dame. I, I can't get to the window, though, Drew Pine versus Caleb Williams in case it becomes a score-for-score score situation. But I, I could definitely see, and I want your take on this, I can see Notre Dame mauling SC at the line of scrimmage. I really could. Uh, Notre Dame just, you know, win the line of scrimmage, uh, win special teams, win the turnover margin, which is easier said than done against USC, who's number one by far in the country in turnover margin. They do those three things. I can see Notre Dame winning outright, but uh, 
I don't know. I, I didn't get to the window. Did you get to the window on this one? Some early money on Notre Dame. I know, and you know what? I I, I was really looking for it to see, you know, seven, seven. It never was there. It got steamed yeah. down. Um, I, I tend to agree with your analysis there in terms of can Notre Dame's offense really keep up? Like, USC, and again, you talk about, you know, spot, huge rivalry game off UCLA, Notre Dame with a layup off Boston College. This yeah. is kind of, though, the game, though, like, the games that Notre Dame has really shown up in, uh, the, the, you know, against more premium offenses and premium teams here where they can control the line of scrimmage. However, it, you know, it's a USC offense that, like, that just nobody can st- I, I mean, even where, you know, the UNC's, uh, you know, the, uh, the Ohio States have been slowed down. Like, it is a USC offense. It's not like it is just with when their guys are healthy um, at receiver. They just can't, can't be like held to, to, you know, under 30 points here. So, you know, can Notre Dame do that? Can they, or the, can they, you know, uh, hit that, you know, 31, 34 number? I don't know. Um, it, it's it's tough for me to see. Um, so I, I agree. I'm not going to, I, 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 especially after the early steam, it, it's just going to be a pass. Honestly, honestly, if this even got down a little lower, I might even look for some USC. Um, I agree. That, I agree. I, there's a surprising stat for you, though, because, I mean, a lot of people, oh, can Notre Dame, and I just mentioned it too, can they go score for score? Notre Dame has scored at least 35 points in five straight games. First time they've done that since 1943. So that's surprising. They're still terrible. They still got terrible quarterback. (laughs) Brandon Joseph healthy and playing uh, for Notre Dame. Not sure. He's questionable. So their safety is questionable. Cam Hart got hurt. He's questionable. Starting quarterback for Notre Dame. Not a good look, folks. Uh, So I agree with Kanish. Let's see. Because I think Notre Dame is going to be the sharp side as far as the professionals. Let's see how low this gets. I'm going to fade it, I think, by the end of the weekend and take a position on USC there. And I got to tell you, as being a Notre Dame fan, uh, I and uh, Pac-12 desperately needing a team in the playoff. Let's just say Notre Dame is not going to get 50-50 calls <laughs> in that game. Not saying that there's anything nefarious, but if it's 50-50, it's going to SC. I- I'll just tell you that much. I've seen enough of those games in the Coliseum in my lifetime. Uh, another big game. Uh, stay out west. Civil War. Well, you can't call that anymore, whatever. Uh, Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon wins. They're in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, obviously a dangerous opponent here. N- numbers three and a half. I took a position last week with the Bo Nix stuff. Willie Hill still had this line. They were trading it at seven. I was betting Oregon State, and then they took it off the board. So sorry uh, for that uh, to be the case there. But uh, that's my only position on this one. I didn't take one on Sunday at Circa uh, on the openers. I thought it was pretty fair. We've seen a little bit of money on Oregon here. Did you get involved in this one? And, look, just because we're mentioning the biggest games, you can probably tell – uh, Kanish and I that don't necessarily think that they're the greatest value opportunities to biggest games of the week. No, I I agree. You know, a lot of these, you know, especially this one, hammering it. But I think three is like is real fair uh, on where this at. Bo Nix, uh, obviously, you know, ton of rumors out there with his health last week. Number was all yeah. over the place. Looked fine. I, I didn't really see a lot of disparate impacts from his performance. Uh, you know, it wasn't the the greatest game he's ever played, but I, I didn't see anything that that made me think like, you know, oh my god, he, you know, he's he's really uh, going to struggle in this one. Oregon State, you know, team that's been playing competitive football, you know, for the most part of the year. Thought even after uh, I uh, I take some shit from this, uh, you know, in a group chat, I mean, the Goldberson guy, I didn't think he was very good coming in. He's been he's replaced Chance Nolan. He's been you know a yeah. decent player. This is another one, though, where, like, kind of how Utah, you know, like, goes up against Oregon, and then you're just seeing another level of talent uh, that Oregon has compared to Oregon State. Um, 
If I honestly, I, I would lean laying the three here. Now that it's got down, I agree with your play. Yeah, at as the we seven. did the show today, the three and a half's got all taken out. Somebody's yep. betting Oregon State right now. Yeah. So I honestly, you'd be one that if if a, if a place, I'll be probably on the lookout. If a place drops through three, I'll be in on the two and a half. I ain't got you know. I'm gonna wait to see if I can catch uh, you know somebody you know goes to see one a flash or two and a half. See if somebody's gonna buy it up. Hopefully, I'm by the screen and I can get it. So that's what I'd be looking at for the Oregon. I think you know any of that early. If you were looking at the beef side, I think all that value's been ate up. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, in there, so uh, let's get one more in the AAC before uh, we get to some more high value games, in my opinion. Uh, at least more valuable. Uh, Tulane, Cincinnati, winners in and hosting the conference championship game the very next week. Injury concerns for Cincinnati. Uh, quarterback Ben Bryan gets hurt last week. I don't think Evan Prater's that big of a downgrade. Evan Prater, Prater's the highest rated recruit in the, uh, as far as the quarterbacks in the history of Cincinnati. He's a four-star kid. So I, I'm not sure that he's as big of a downgrade as the Marcus Treenet, although I don't really like Cincinnati. As a team, this team's only covered a few games against FBS competition this year. Uh, Tulane looked um, like a machine coming off the loss against Central Florida. They just annihilate SMU on a short week last week. Did you? Are you part of the early Tulane money here, taking it from three to two uh, at Circa on the open? No, honestly, I've got in my position. I've got a, a big, big Tulane number uh, and a couple of prices actually to to win the AAC. So I'm going to be you know What'd sitting you here get? in the basement praying. Praying to the AAC guy of football gods here that Tulane can win this outright. I will say, I don't know that the, it's a quarterback downgrade for Cincinnati. I, I can even tell that there, you, you could convince me that it's a slight upgrade with, with his mobility and that Ben Bryant not been good this year. I think he's been, you know, the central factor around why Cincinnati has has been so uh, poor relative to mark, their market pricing. Uh, hey, let's, I agree with you. I'm not going to tell you that. And again, it, it's uh, the backup who, and, and I'll, Granted, you, you go from Temple where, you know, you can you look, yeah. he looked okay. He made some, you know, running the plays with his legs and the throws. There's a much different, you know, de, you know defense that they're going to be playing in Tulane this week. Um, I, all I can tell I, I, I would have, I, you know, hey, listen, I agreed with the Tulane early uh, money at three or three, even a couple of matters of three and a half right now. Um, I think the number is probably where it should be, uh, and I'll just be sitting here praying for a uh, a green wave victory, uh, and then uh, you know we can host uh, the you know the title down in down Louisiana. But um, yeah, I, I, I really you mentioned. I mean, it's gonna gonna come down to the new you know since he quarterback how he can play. If he's an upgrade, if he can play, then then you know Cincinnati obviously I think has the more talented team. Um, but again, it's been it's been a year where they've just struggled at that position all year. So we'll see. I'll say this. Uh, Crestman in the chat likes Tulane. I lean Cincy. I, I'll say, you know, underrated uh, thing that I think gets overlooked, Cincinnati has a super long home win streak. Keep in mind, they sell out all their games. Uh, the American teams aren't used to playing in front of 40,000 sold-out crowds. So sometimes I've seen it with false start penalties with a lot of teams. They're, they're not used to handling that. I'm not used to, you know, seeing those types of crowds on a week-in and week-out basis. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm going to lean Cincy. I'll go the contrarian a little bit from, from what the market has so far. Other big games, rivalry games, quickly. Uh, South Carolina, Clemson. I can tell you I took South Carolina plus 16. I just thought 16 was a little high. Uh, I know I'm not, you know, you're overreacting to what you just saw last. But, no, nah, I mean, I'm not buying Clemson. I'm not buying the ACC. I, I don't want to lay a ton of points, ACC versus SEC. Uh 
you know, Clemson did look. I thought Clemson had one of their better performances. I know Miami stinks, but they just oh. – they beat them worse in the final, especially uh, what they did to Miami's offense. So, uh, did you take uh, early position? It seemed to me like I wasn't the only one betting uh, South Carolina yesterday. No, I mean, we didn't even include Miami in the, the hula. We've included them so many in the hula, you know, and then in the negative section this week, it's almost apathy at this point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like, the, I didn't what? take a position. You know what? I, 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 this game feels a little like – you know, the Vandy, Florida, where you get this, like, oh, they won. Every, you know, there's this kind of this, like, mentality that, like, oh, we're going to have this come down after the big victory and that. But, they're you know, playing a Florida team, and then the number gets up there, and you're like, ah, number, I think this number's too high. This Florida team isn't very good. You kind of come into this week now catching over two touchdowns. I actually had a, uh, a game of year position on this. That's right about where it's at current. Uh, you know, I think it was, like, plus 15 or plus 15 and a half I took before the season. Uh, I thought Clemson would be a little down. South Carolina would be it up. Didn't really play out that way until, uh, you know, like last week with South Carolina. Um, but I agree. I think over two touchdowns. Um, Shane Beamer's a guy that can, if there's one thing, I think he can get the team up back to back. Oh, Hopefully yeah. Rattler can kind of, you know, uh, piggyback off last week's performance. And, yeah, it's a Clemson team that I, I don't like in these spots. It's just, it's an, their offense isn't elite enough to be laying these kind of numbers against teams that can, uh, you know, pass the ball, which, you know, I wouldn't have said mostly South Carolina wasn't. Then last week shows up. So, yeah, if I agree, if I had to play a side right now, it would be uh, South Carolina over the two TDs. I forgot to mention the Iron Bowl. <laughs> it's probably one of the marquee games. I just uh, – look, normally it's one of the biggest games. Alabama's out of the national title picture this year. Uh, Cadillac plus- covering the machine. Yeah. All right, so you're you're betting Auburn. And I, <laughs> I, I would say this: I'd wait if you want to bet Auburn. I think yeah. you're gonna bet an Auburn. I think it's gonna go to twenty-four. I, I laid twenty-one, thinking it'll go up. So far, so good. But you know, Bryce Young, there's injury question marks about him. How motivated is Alabama? Auburn's playing very spirited <laughs> for Cadillac Williams, to say the least. Uh, market was against Auburn last week. Sometimes. Something to put in, in your back pocket. Market gets way too cute. Uh, OCUSA. Yeah, those USA. Those are uh, – they just like stepping into a bear trap every year with those teams. That, oh, uh, my uh, God. UAB against LSU, you see it every year. My dumb – I I took advantage of the LSU-UAB game. No, that was a good call on your end last week. You were, I you were I I got line value, CLV. Oh, wow, the Holy Trinity, CLV. Uh, plus seven and a half. Give me my trophy with Western Kentucky. I mean, not close. I'm, I won't do that again, to be honest with you. I, I'm going to actually look now because I've seen so many times to, to play again. The market just gets way too cute with some of these teams that statistically so, look so great, but they haven't played anybody. Uh, Auburn, I know they're going to give a spirited effort. I just – what, can they really do it offensively? Can, can they keep pace with Alabama here? You're on Auburn, I take it. I'm I'm just having a tough time stomaching this this uh, you know laying this kind of number with what Alabama's offense has been uh, uh, of late, and it, it's just it's never gotten like. It's just never got, you know, we, we talk about this like, uh, you know, like a, with the Packers offense in the NFL, and you're like, when is this team going to end? At some point, after eight, nine, ten weeks, like, it's just not a good offensive team. They just haven't been able to put it together. It's the play calling, the wide receivers. Um, so to be laying this kind of number versus a team that has that has a good defensive front, that I think can contain the run game. Gibbs is, an, you know, 100%. So I just don't want to lay I, I, I agree with you just from, a, you know, a Mario numbers perspective. Uh, I'm not, like, you know, running to the window to back Auburn. Um I just I'm I'm not ready you know to lay three touchdowns here with Alabama against a team with a you know some defense with a pulse. 
I'm just not there with it. So okay. probably going to be a pass for me in this one too. Two more I want to mention, bigger games. Interesting to, to see if you took a position. On Friday night, actually a really good game, I think, on a Friday night ABC, uh, Florida-Florida State, two teams heading in opposite directions at least a little bit here. Uh, I actually, you know, look, I love Florida State. I've been betting Florida State for several weeks. I just thought it was going to be a buy low, sell high position. And I was, I, I want to take Florida, believe it or not, but I need at least 10. I'm not sure it's going to get there. Uh, but, I mean, how could you not like what you've seen from Florida State the last four weeks? I mean, they're up to, like, number eight in my power ratings. I mean, this is a top 10 caliber team. That being said, you know, I think Florida, after the loss against Vanderbilt, will we'll at least play a spirited effort. I think you'll get there. But, I don't know, Anthony Richardson leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, this is actually one of the – I know we, we've talked almost all the big games, haven't had a position. This is one I actually took our early position, uh, bets on Florida State. Uh, there you, you know, go. Some, some guys I wanted, you know, especially I bet with uh, – we're, we're bullish on this, where it was at, under this number. So was trying to buy up as much uh, the early Florida State. I, I agree. I thought this was, you know, one that sh- that should be double digits uh, and, had a, and you know, two teams kind of that have been relatively trending. And, I get Florida, you know, made this case when it bet Vandy uh, – I thought their body of work of late, even though they had got a couple covers of Texas A&M, it, it had been relatively fraudulent. Um, and it, it's a team that I thought, you know, would kind of come down opposite, two teams trying in opposite directions. Um, yeah, so I, I like Florida State uh, under 10. And it would be one that, you know, if, I, if I'm, I, I would wait. I think this number keeps going. Um, and, you know, I would need, a, you know, definitely at least 11 or so uh, before I'm started looking the Florida way. So you're going best bet, Florida State? See down the pro. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I know. See, that's where we're at nine, and I, you know, we I, win, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. We play. I don't want to, you know, they give out uh, stuff that we weren't betting there. So uh, I've got a couple other, got a couple other scummy ones that I like better. All right. As we're talking, uh, I see Circa went USC six. Not that we influenced that one. So that's the first time I've seen a pro USC position in the market. There, so, some other places trading five. Uh, yeah, it's not going to stay five. It's dead number. It's either going four to, or, or six as far as I'm concerned there. Uh, you want some best bets? How about I have Florida State plus six? You like that position from the summer? I tweeted this. I think I have four games with more than two touchdowns, and I, and I won't go four and oh either. And that, that's what's the sad part. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm praying for better than two and two, to be honest with you. Uh, one other game I want to mention Anxious to see if you took a position because we saw these wiped out early this morning. I'm wondering if you're behind it. Iowa State was t- plus 10.5 against TCU. Now it's 10 in most books. Were you part of that uh, that line movement this morning? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, there there was even some, you know, 11s popping last night uh, yep, out was. there. Uh, I, I did, took that. TCU, 10th straight week they're playing. They're already lot. – you know, there's a few of these games where – the teams are, are are locked into the conference title game, uh, especially especially this game. You know, against and I know you, I know they've got the playoff in front of you. You can't like you not, you can't just take the week off. But um, and but it's a scenario where Matt Campbell has been you know you know has been you know elite in in these games where he's catching double digits uh, and you can play kind of an ugly game, muck it up. So yeah, I think even though I. I don't know who's uh, – I can't read that. Who's uh, still on the t- – I think 10 and a half, especially if you can get that whatever book that is. Uh, 
Uh, who can bet DraftKings? All my all the counts are locked. My counts <laughs> yeah, locked. What the yeah, hell? yeah, right. Yeah, That's no, yeah. You use a change your password immediately if you got a draft. But uh, yeah, I think I, I like double digits in this game, uh, especially if you're getting ten and a half in that. It's just a scenario again. TCU in the conference title, ten straight game they've played. Matt Campbell been great in these positions. Just it just lower total. It's just one of those scenarios that I think getting over that was it was worth the bet. All right, best bet time. Do you have one? I have one. I want your thoughts on. Um, I'm. You want me to go well, first? No, here on that? I'll let you go. You lead. I'm gonna go, and this is we're, we'll go in a, the the Joey K Fun Belt action here. Uh, I'm gonna go. I laid it with App App State. Uh, I laid four. There's still four and a half. Four, four and a half minus five. I, I honestly, is a and I know people are gonna. Some people are gonna use the bowl narrative with Georgia Southern. It's a team that. Last week, Van Treese, where there was rumors all the the, the week that he wasn't going to play, um, he ended up playing. He was, I'm telling you, he was not right. Uh, he did yeah. not play well. They ran the ball more than normal, and this is a matchup uh, against one of the best rushing team in the Sun Belt versus the worst rush defense, and it's a Georgia Southern rush defense uh, that was that, that Marshall run all over him. I tell you, it's App State's run defense, you know, rivalry game here. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about like motivation or any of that stuff uh, on App State's point of view. And it's just a Georgia Southern team. I think they played over their head for a lot of the season. They're missing uh, two of their top three wide receivers. They, the quarterback is not right. Uh, their run defense is real bad. I think App State puts it on them here. I think you're, you're talking about two teams. Again, Clay Helton got a lot of credit early in the season for the job he did taking over this change in the system and all that. I think the bottom's falling out here late in the season, and it's an App State team that, even though they're not, they haven't been up to their standard in some games. They still have more talent than any team in the Sun Belt, just player to player. Uh, you know, to, and against you know against some of these bottom feeders here, I, I think they run them out. Uh, I, I agree. I think App State just runs them out here. Uh, so anything, honestly, I thought there should be more more around a touchdown. Um, I, I like four. I like four and a half. There's a best bet. Circa open six. I didn't bet it. Somebody Someone bet it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Someone somebody uh, took Georgia Southern. I turned around and laid it. So I'm yeah. with you. I, I yep. made this bet yesterday. I laid the four and a half. And then it went down to four. I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. Is somebody hurt for half state? Why is this not moving towards seven? Uh, let me ask you about the total. I mean, I disagree. I mean, it's up to 61. I saw it because I was involved last week with Georgia Southern more than I should have with the information not being – you know, 100% yeah, I, I was. I, I agree with you. I, we got some of the same info there. And it was uh, yeah, a little did. bit of a sweat when you saw him walk out for the coin toss. I was like, "Holy hell!" I bet way too much on Marshall here. Hold, but I just uh, it is what it is. Sometimes let's see how it, it happens. Thankfully, came home there. Uh, but I watched it with the, and a keen eye, and I agree, he's not right. So how's this total sixty one? I mean, this is not the Georgia Southern offense from earlier this season. Not only is Van hurt, they've lost like four or five guys for the season at the skill positions, running backs, wide receivers. I I agree with that. Saying I won't double up on it, but I under sixty one, I think is a decent bet to make too. I just they're treating it. I know on circus sixty one and a half. I I don't agree with that. I know the over has been bet every single week on Georgia Southern. It's not the same team as earlier this year. So. Uh, under for me there as well. Not a best bet. Don't no mark that down. We got enough on App State there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, if, hey, if they win sixty-two to nothing, I'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the Sun Belt. A- interested to see your take on this one. If we can get three, I want to lay it on the road. Southern Miss uh, team going for ball eligibility. I think it's important. Second year coach. 
I like the culture of this program because last year they could have waved the white flag and they didn't at the end of the year. They gave everything they had to win a couple games. Look, they've lost three straight games, but two of them were against, you know, the better teams, Coastal and South Alabama. They covered both games. So I don't think the bottom's dropped off at all on this South, uh, Southern Miss team. Uh, they've had one bad, really bad game. That was against Georgia State. Out of their 11 games, go look at it. That's their one bad performance. So for a team that's five and six, they've been relatively consistent. UL Monroe's been an overachiever, I will say, with Terry Bowden each of his first two years. But I think there's some value because they beat Georgia State two weeks ago in a game that they were outgained by 250 yards. So I think that inflate, you know, inflates their perception a little bit. I, I'm going to lay it on the road. I think this, they have everything to play for Southern Miss. I made it four. I mean, I know that doesn't sound like much of a discrepancy, but when, when you're coming off three with a relatively lower total, I'm going to lay the three. You disagree? No, no, I'm with I, – I think they've upgraded at quarterback with Trey Lowe. I think that their offense uh, – you know, he gives them more of an explosive factor, more of a downfield passing game. Um, and that's the thing, like, the quarterbacks they were playing for most of the year, like, these were guys that, that like, could, could barely complete forward passes uh, and get anything. So this has given them kind of a new element. Uh, I agree with that. And I, totally, with, with Terry, I, I can't believe that. Sometimes these, these coaches get hired, and they, they're like, Terry Bowden, like, having ULM play over their head. is like, what what is How? How does this happen? Uh, but I agree, you know, but no, I'm, I'm with you there that uh, – I liked it at three or better. I played some three. Uh, still a decent amount of three out there. Um, and and I, I agree. Yeah, they're, they're getting kind of juiced up now, but you, you can find some some flat three. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's a Southern Miss team. Been buying it on for a few weeks. I ain't got no reason to stop now. Uh, even like... That, that was a game that, that, I mean, you know, I know they kicked the field goal for the late cover there. That was a game that they should have been in. And it was a one-score game. It was the right side all the way. Um, and, and, you know, the, the late the, you know, explosive play there that they gave up. Um, so, yeah, no, flat three, uh, I'm totally with you here. A couple of, you know, nice double dip here in the Sun Belt. Fair enough. Any other games? I, you know, let me throw one at you. I think it's getting out of range now. But I think it couldn't close higher if Schley gets – Ruled out. Yeah. Well, has everything to play for. Kent State has nothing, and it could be with a backup quarterback. Would you still lay four with Buffalo? Uh, you know what? Now it's to the point where, I, I, first of all, totally agree with you. Uh, uh, I, you know, I'd like to be honest. With you, I, li- I liked it to begin with, e- even if he's playing at the at the early numbers. Now at four, if Schley's out though, I mean, we're talking about. Like the the backup they've put in there just like has no shot. So you know it, it's one of those I think QB downgrades that that the market isn't pricing in enough. When you're not because obviously you don't have a lot of info, don't have a lot of data in these Mac backup quarterbacks. But this is one that that I think is more in like the you know six seven eight point downgrade range uh, for Kent State there. And so if he doesn't play now again. Getting getting info out of these Mac programs, like you know, getting you know the stuff out of you know the, the Syria, but uh, so I don't know. It'd be one that I, I would still, if he doesn't play, is the one you can probably you know if he doesn't play, I, I totally so would still lay it. Um, and if I, I laid some just early, like just on the chance that he might not play, because yeah. then I think this line should be up towards a touchdown if he's out. And also, I mean, look, maybe Buffalo doesn't have a chance at the division, depending on because the Ohio BG game. Uh, if Ohio wins, Ohio's going to win the division. But still, at five and five with the game canceled last week, second year coach, important to good get to a bowl. I think it's still important to get the six and five and get the bowl eligibility for for a team. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Buffalo quite a bit there. Again, you can find there's three and a halfs out there. Again, 
I think there, there's at least a 50. I think at the very best, Schley is 50-50. Yeah. So you got a 50-50 chance of having a really good bet. And so three and a half, I think, is – I'm not saying it's the best bet, but I think it's worth taking position. I'll just put it that way. Uh, uh, number would only go up <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, any other games catching your eye? Uh, you know what? A couple on the Friday night slate that uh, right. I thought you – know, it was uh, this was uh, I saw some, one of our uh, if you listen uh, to a friend of the the show uh, is in the, the Hammer family the circles off they were giving uh, shit to about the the JJ Gruden guy who's on like TikTok and Twitter for having a bunch of stupid takes he tweets out <laughs> how how can Eastern Michigan uh, only be a, a one point for like literally an hour after that uh, Central Michigan gets steamed and now they're the favorite <laughs> yeah. I liked Central there, uh, there I, I, I listen I'm I'm not gonna be I. I Listen, I, I played a little bit. Like, I it still played money line here. They were like, you know, my, they were plus one last night or this morning. Now they're you know minus one some places, even up to minus two at circa in that. Um, I, I still like it at minus one. Uh, I, I I think they're I think you're just getting the better, more talented team here. I'm not gonna let a game in the snow when a freaking blizzard, uh, you know, versus Western Michigan and rivalry game uh, throw me off here. Uh, I, you get, I just think you're getting the significantly better team there um, at basically a pick. Uh, two, I wanted to ask you about is the Mountain West kind of meaningless game before the conference finals here with with a couple against a couple teams that have been playing better here down the stretch, getting yeah. over two touchdowns. So it's Boise, who's got Utah State playing much better, coming in, laying 16 and a half here. The other one I'm a little bit more bullish on, too, is uh, Wyoming-Fresno, two TDs here. Uh, now, both those teams already locked up their spot. Both, you know, Wyoming and Utah State playing better football down the stretch. Where, where do you do you have anything on those? Uh, kind of what's your take there? I, I'm... I, I've considered, I'm kind of waiting to see where the number goes, but I've considered just fading both um, just, just as kind of what I think will be kind of pretty vanilla efforts there in those games. In square fashion, I laid both favorites, but hear me out. I laid 14 <laughs> at Boise State. I think if you can get a 17 on Utah State, I think you'll be okay there. Uh, the Willie Hill, Caesars, 17. I just was playing a number when I laid 14. I made it 16. So, again, if you can take 17, I'm not going to disagree with that position. Why bet Fresno State? I get it. Wyoming can muck things up. They're a team with a lower total you want to take the points with. I Not a lot of people probably watched it. You need If you want Wyoming, you've got to make sure Peasley plays for him at quarterback. Yes, I agree. Because that kid that played on – they covered. They almost beat Boise outright. I have no idea how. He was three out of 16 for like 30 yards and three interceptions. He's a, as bad as a quarterback as I've seen in college football all season. I've seen a lot of bad quarterback play. You cannot – Boise State likes to run and play right into the hands of Wyoming. Fresno won't do that. So, if Peasley plays, you sure, bet Wyoming. If he doesn't, I, I only want Fresno. So, I, off that chance that Peasley doesn't play, I did lay it with Fresno. No, I, that that makes sense. Uh, I will again. That's another one. Good, uh, good data point there. Uh, something to monitor. I assume, was hoping it was going to be short term, but again, Mountain West very similar to the MAC. Uh, tough to get info on a lot of these, so something to monitor there uh, as as just to be on the lookout before the games played. Yeah, the biggest positive of me moving to Vegas, other than it being Vegas, but. Uh... I, I can stay up and watch some of these games. I honestly do not think the market watches Pac-12 
late or Mountain West games. They just don't. Even professional betters, they can go to sleep. Don't watch that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just see it. I mean, I find myself I'm betting more Pac-12 Mountain West teams than ever before. Something I wasn't doing. I was living on the East Coast. Uh, any other games? Are we going to stick with two or we want another one? Or no, we did three. Central. You're going to count Central Michigan playing the one. Yeah, give me, a, give me, a, give me the chip. Fire up chips, baby, for the best bet. Yeah, I like that one there. Good. I think they and take and care. Keep of in mind, really. Eastern Michigan had a quarterback go down. Now, Paul's played a lot, uh, but I, I have no problems fading that that damn team. I, they've been an enigma for me this year. I think they're overrated. So, uh, I like that. Although the Michigan Mac champ is the Michigan Mac championship on the line in that one, that's pretty big. You should know that you live right there. No, the uh, the Toledo's already uh, already clinched. No, uh, I'm talking the field. Michigan title between Central oh. between the directional schools. Uh, I, is that on the, the line? That's pretty the, big. The Western. Uh, how, think, how do they decide that if Central? You know, this, I, I'm I'm not up on my uh, directional uh, hypothetical. I think, you know, you know, I think Western won it. I think Western won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Western one because they beat Central. I'm thinking I forgot because the market just went haywire on Central last week. Played in snow, bad data point. I agree with you. I like your handicap there. Uh, I'm trying to think if I could find another one here. Uh, not that I've been. I, I mean, I've been pulling the show down. So uh, what another Friday? What are you? Uh, this is one I, I know it, it. There was even some look aheads that were real. The Iowa Nebraska. Um, I, I again, I played so I played a lot of Nebraska last week when Casey Thompson got ruled in, uh, and I'm not going to yeah. tell you they looked fantastic. Um, but again, I know this is this is two teams that like Iowa's got championship uh, berth here. Yeah. Nebraska's really got nothing. Does, does that maybe Nebraska doesn't show up and they get absolutely bombed here? Uh, eleven, Iowa laying eleven. I know their their best player Sam Laporte is ruled out for this one. Um, Eleven is is really rich for me. <laughs> I lay I laid nine on the open. Okay, uh, okay. Re, I mean, I hear you. It's not ideal. I've also played under, so I laid more than a touchdown with Iowa, and I bet under forty two and a half. But number in the markets agree with me so far. Uh, I don't know. I, I if I saw the current numbers, let, let's just say this: if I saw ten and a half and thirty eight. I would not have bet either side or total. So I, I have positions, but I'm not willing to continue with those positions. I just, from, from a line aspect, I think Iowa and Wisconsin are relatively close. Maybe Wisconsin, I don't know about your power rings, maybe Wisconsin's a point better or so than Iowa, point and a half. I mean, Wisconsin at Nebraska last week, I know there's quarterback question marks and maybe the market didn't get ironed out uh, before that, but they were laying doubles on the road and Iowa was laying, when I bet they made that bet, uh, on Sunday morning, Iowa at home was laying singles. I just think there was a discrepancy there. Nope, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, one more to throw at, and this is one I and keep throwing them at me. I, I would have gave this out if it was still. I bet uh, took some Louisville four and a half. I bet some more four. Um, I think the best out there now is like Juice three and a half. I think Louisville is a better team than Kentucky. I I, I just I know Kentucky and all the play. To, to me, that was a Georgia. It was very similar to a lot of games that I thought this week. It was a Georgia game that they kept it vanilla. They played it very simple. It was close to the vest. Um, and they've done that this year against a lot of opponents. So I'm not gonna sit there and say you know overly impressed with with Kentucky's effort here. I I like again this then if you watch the show all year, you know I'm not the biggest Malik Cunningham guy. I like Dorm. I think he gives them better in the passing game. They've got weapons on the pass. They've got the D line here. I'm uh, where, where are you at on this one? I agree. My numbers say Louisville, 
Is Cunningham definitely in? Because he didn't obviously didn't play last week. I'm not honest, honestly. I'm not sure, and I'm not sure. I'm I'm I'm, I'm even worried about it because I. We, so we, here's we, what concerns me. Mark Stoops against Louisville last three years. Kentucky fifty six to ten in 2018, 2019, 45 13 Kentucky. Didn't play in twenty because of COVID. Last year Kentucky fifty two twenty one. That that would be my concern. Can't argue that. But... Seriously, I I don't know. But my look numbers are numbers. My numbers made it too. So got one more chance to fade this Kentucky team this year, and I'm taking it, baby. Best bet. <laughs> we going? Ah, you know I would have got it with the four. Uh, if, if, if the the four was still out there, I would I would have put it in there. Um, Come now on, that it's got yeah, some juice three and a half, I think it's a little a little less appetizing. I'd still play it though, to be honest with you. All right. Somebody in the chat asked about LSU Texas A and M. I bet nine. I thought I would go to ten. I mean, I don't want any, you can't. I don't want anything to do with A and M that locker room. I'll put it that way. LSU's buttoned up, so that, that's why I made that bet. I'm trying to think, Texas eight and a half against Baylor. I laid seven at Circa yesterday, so I agree with at least the line movement there. Although Texas can be an enigma. I mean, what are you getting from Texas? Are you getting last week's Texas, the team that I think you have in your top ten? My bar ranks, I have when they play an A game. They're a borderline top five team, or or we're getting the, the, the Texas against TCU and Texas Tech uh, or a second half against Oklahoma State. I mean, they're a box of chocolates. So I think from a line value aspect, I do lean Texas there. Uh, is that it? We're just going to go with those three? I'm happy with those three. I think we're going 3-0. and Yeah, no, I like it. Um, and I agree. Last touch on the, the Heisman, I, I think. Yeah, Heisman. If Caleb Williams wins this week, I think he's going to win it regardless of what happens in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, really? Unless, uh, well, I mean, unless, plus money out there on Williams, so you're making the you're betting it? I thought I, I saw I did, it Sunday plus 135. I can tell you, I bet it. I thought I was getting up that. I saw plus 135 at Willie Hill on Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I just think, like, I, Stroud has been so I, – I feel like this is where I feel like a you could have a, uh, you know, a college football average quarterback come into what Ohio State's been this year – and still be eleven, and you compare their all their 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 numbers and everything. The you know the he gets a prime time game versus Notre Dame. Everybody's I think if he plays well and they win, I think he's going to win it even if they lose the Pac twelve title. Now, yeah, as just, we Notre Dame thing, shut down this year, but we'll see. I, I just don't think it's a slam dunk. They win those games. I no, I, just, no, you know, no, I, no, I totally agree there. Game against Notre Dame, I just. Haven't really played anybody yet. Still, and defensively, and I, even Notre Dame banged up in the secondary. They still haven't faced a front like Notre Dame. So I, I don't know. I, I have uh, Crestman in the chat. One thirty plus one thirty five on Sunday. One twenty five, one thirty now. Again, I made the plus one thirty five bet. So yeah, sure, why not? It's one right. of those if you don't have a big portfolio or something, you want to add, you know, uh, you know, a unit on on Caleb. That where I think are you at? A- Say. Uh, What's best Williams winning best position outcome for you right now? Honestly, I, I took uh, over the weekend. I was running down to to, to, to grab some Williams at, at places, but really with, with the other portfolio I have, um, I, I'm not. I'm gonna scratch out a small spread either way. It's not gonna be a uh, a big year. I don't have any big numbers uh, on Williams, so all the guys I had big hey, numbers. Dan on. didn't text you in March. Got you 15 to one. He did for me. We better make a phone call. Even if I had it with his NFL plays this year, I would have given it all back by now. So he's going to need to win to get even. Good point. 
that's gonna do, that's gonna do it for me. You got anything else? No, I think that uh, good one here. Looking forward to uh, you know getting into championship weekend next week. I I do have one other thing. I want to wish everybody out there that's watching a very happy and safe Thanksgiving with your families. It's a work day for me. I won't see the family until Christmas time, but uh, Kanish, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You too, my man. And listen, I, I'll, I'll have enough Midwest turkey here for, for you to, you know, save it down there for, for, for when you get home for, for the Christmas holidays here. Because, uh, yeah, no, looking uh, looking looking forward to a little, uh, you know, uh, you know Thanksgiving special here. Uh, and, and, I mean, what? They, they, listen, the, the, I mean, you get the college football here with the Thursday Friday. I mean, really, like, uh, no, no better weekend here than the little Thanksgiving action here with the college oh, football. Thanksgiving weekend is my favorite weekend. I mean, with the football totally agree. on Thursday with your Lions kicking it off. Can't wait uh, to see what that game is and, and all the games and everybody out there watching. Thanks for watching for us since we're wrapping up the regular season. We'll be obviously coming at you for Commerce Championship Week, the Bulls. He is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. I'm Brad Powers. We just hit the books part of the Hammer Betting Network.